0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got to way a win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. 10 seconds. Burry to Jokic. Jokic Put it What's up, Nuggets fans? Jenna Garcia here, your host of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on the Denver Stiffs Network. I just got done with the Nuggets game tonight against the Wizards. A 107-113 win for Denver. Um, Back in the Mile High City does the Nuggets well, we can say that for sure. Uh, They protect home court, like always, with a W. But let's talk about that road trip. So the Nuggets start off their road trip in Miami with a win. With a win. A win that I did not have them winning, to be honest with you. Um, They get the win in Miami. I didn't think they would get that win. They lose in Orlando after staying the night in Miami, which I thought would happen. A W in New York against the Knicks, which was a good win for the Nuggets. Like A good game overall, a big Zeke Najee game. Uh, Nikola played pretty good. I just thought they played really good defense. The Knicks are a better team than they've been in past years, and so you actually have to prepare for them this go-around, and I definitely thought the Nuggets played well. Lost in Chicago. Um, I think I expected that loss. I predicted a loss that night because they're in Chicago, and Chicago's a pretty good team. So that was... um, correct. They get the win in New Orleans against the Pelicans. I also predicted that one, so pretty good predictions, at least, from from me for this road trip, but I mess, missed on the first two, right? I thought they would win in Orlando and lose to the Heat, and that flip-flopped. Then they win in New Orleans and lo- split in San Antonio, so lose one, win one. Ending that nine game road trip. That's the longest road trip they have all season. Um, and they split it four and three. Not really bad, but I guess like just doesn't feel great that they lost to Orlando, which I'm probably making a bigger deal than it needs to be. Like you always lose that game after staying the night in Miami. That's just reality, at least. That's what I think is, is just reality. But splitting the two to the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs' second one was a good win, but they definitely just like aren't as good of a team or like not the same caliber as the Nuggets or that the Nuggets should be playing at. So good win tonight against the Wizards. Um, lots of stuff happened. Aaron Gordon put on a show, broke some ankles, Had a windmill dunk. Definitely going to be bringing you the Aaron Gordon highlights after this. Um, So I'll be up until like 1 a.m. tonight. Lovely. But Nikola Jokic played really, really well. Uh, He started the game off just rebounding the shit out of the ball. Nine rebounds at the end of the first quarter. It was crazy. Um, he, He had that in like the first 10 minutes of the first quarter. So he didn't even need the full 12. But Um, Ends up ending the game with, I believe, uh, 17 rebounds, 19 rebounds, 19, 28 points, 19 rebounds, and 9 assists. He actually had a 10th assist on the dribble handoff to Monte for the bucket that ends up getting Jokic. Thrown up the game, right? So he, there's a dribble handoff. He hands the ball to Monte. Monte drains a jumper. Monte has just like, he gets his buckets. He eats. He had a perfectly replicated first and second half. He plays so consistent. It's absolutely his best quality trait for the Nuggets is his consistency. You just, you know what you're going to get when you, when you play Monte. So yeah, he had like, 10 in the first half and then um, by the end of the game he was up to 20 something points 22 or 20 yeah 22 points ended the game with 22 so sometimes I double check the box score at the when I'm recording because I don't know when I saw his last score I probably before the end of the game so last amount of points I had checked in and I don't remember if he had scored again since then. So, yeah, 22 for Monte. Really nice game from him. 10 in the first half, 12 in the second. Um, 5 of 6 assists, 6 rebounds, plus 13. Um, good game from him. Solid second half, especially once Jokic went out. I feel like Malone really relies on Monte for offense because he goes and gets his um, kind of go-to buckets. Monte has a little bit of Chris Paul. He's got a little bit of Chris Paul. There's a little Chris Paul seasoning on, on there, on his game. Um, I like Monte's game more than Chris Paul's. Like, obviously, Chris Paul is a great player, but um, I think Monte's just finish at the rims. Finishes at the rim are just more creative and intricate, than, and, and honestly, they fall most of the time. And I don't think Chris Paul is much like, I think of him more as um, coming off a screen and getting a, an elbow shot, you know, right at a jumper right at the elbow, um, or slightly inside the three point arc. And of course, of course, facilitating and Monte has, does facilitate the ball well, but, but, um, I don't know. I see a little Chris Paul in him. I like what I'm seeing from him overall though. So in this play where Jokic gets tossed, um, right before that play happens, Jokic ends up getting hit, like, in the balls, right? Or Dick, I don't know where he gets hit, but he gets hit somewhere in that area. Um, And so, apparently, I don't know you guys, the word is, some guys have said to me, no, that does not hurt at all, guys are totally making that up. And then other guys have said to me, no, it's the worst thing in the world and it's compared to childbirth and all this stuff so i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i do not think it's as bad as giving birth to a child but um, i believe you you know it looked like it was jokic was hurt he took a knee to that area and on the play prior to this play where he gets ejected so he's frustrated as it is that he's taken a hit there Um, whether you're the MVP or not, that's not got to be, uh, I don't think most guys like it is what I'm trying to say. So he's on the ground and like, nobody pays attention to, to it. None of the officials call it. Tony brothers is just literally like watching him be on the ground in pain. And Malone is already frustrated because the, like a few, been frustrated a few times tonight, right? He's already been frustrated that they haven't been getting calls. I think Malone is definitely feeling like it's important that he keep the few healthy players he has left healthy. And I think it is part of his duty to really speak up and say something to the refs when he feels like his players are potentially at risk of injury, right? Because you're talking about a coach who has two ACLs in less than a year, two torn ACLs on his staff in less than a year. And I'm not saying that Malone is in charge of of their like strength and conditioning or uh, their muscle training or whatever, but he's got to feel some sort of responsibility as the head coach. And, be, and I would say that because he's a good person and he <laughs> seems to take responsibility when things are his fault. So um I'm sure that that weighs on him and I I genuinely believe like that's part of why he gets in the ref's ear because there are some plays where like Aaron Gordon's on the ground and the whole game tonight I'm like stressed because you really shouldn't be playing basketball with any sort of back strain or tiredness or soreness it's just like I don't know if I'm I have some PTSD from MPJ, but it just feels like something we shouldn't be putting guys out there to do. Um, and AG was out there, you know, and Co- Coach Malone gave him credit after the game. He called him a warrior, called him a fighter, you know, he he's tough. He's absolutely tough. And and um, he's he's a Malone guy type of player, you know, hard worker never gives up. His next game is always better than the last, especially when he plays bad the last game. Um, like if he has a a poor effort in a game, he, he seems to come out stronger in, in the next game. So he really powers through things. And he did that tonight. But like I, seeing him on the floor, I'm like freaking out. And it's definitely... It's definitely PTSD, but I'm just stressed, you know, every time I see him on the floor, Malone got in the ref's ear a couple times on place for Gordon and on place for Jokic. They're, they're, they're star players, and there's only two of them left for Pete's sake. We had, like, five to start. So, uh, you know, Malone, I appreciate that is all I'm saying. Jokic goes down uh, with the knee to the groin, is on the floor. Nobody seems to be helping him up. The guys pass the ball in, and... He, uh, Monte Morris is bringing the ball up the floor, and Jokic is barely getting up. They set up the play on the other side of half court. Monte takes it to the right side of the court. Jokic calls for the screen or for the ball. Monte passes the ball to Jokic, but then heads in his direction. Jokic hands the ball off to Monte and sets a screen on Spencer Dinwiddie, who runs directly into Jokic, and there's some contact there. And then it, like almost out of nowhere, basically, you know, they get hit, there's this collision, they kind of run off to the side, uh, sideline, and then, um, you know, Jokic says, call that foul. And he said after the game, you know, he didn't really think he deserved to get a technical, what he said was call the foul. But I think Jokic has never looked at himself in the mirror when he's saying some of these things because he looks like he's saying, I'm going to rip your head off." Like we could do some serious lip re- you know, switch the words. And <laughs> he looks pissed. He looks pissed. He looks angry. And he's kind of walking towards the referee. And um, after uh, he's walking towards Tony Brothers, I think, after he originally was angry at the other ref. So and then he says, call the foul. And I don't know, Tony just was eager to throw him out. I believe that's the sixth time Tony Brothers has thrown Nikola Jokic out of the game. I'm not sure if that's exact because you know, you don't know which play which referee is throwing is calling it, you know, sometimes they call it at the same time or beat each other to the punch, I guess. But I'm pretty sure that's the sixth time. If it's not the sixth time he's personally called him, it's the sixth time he's been involved in throwing Nikola Jokic out of a game, which is just ridiculous. The NBA needs to do something about Tony Brothers. He is not a character in this play. He is not a star on the court. He needs to butt the hell out of the game. I mean, I just don't think... That we can be doing this thing where we're throwing out the star of the game just because he um, expresses himself in a way that you're not comfortable with. Tony Brothers, to me, like if I was like psychologically evaluating him, he looks like he has a serious unhealthy relationship with authority. Like he needs to be in charge. He needs to be the big boss in the house. And if somebody acts up, you know, get out, get out. And nobody's going to, like, trump his, I don't know, authority. That's a problem, if you ask me. That's a problem. I'm not a fan. Um, Jokic leaves the game, and the Nuggets almost blow it because their best player's not on the floor. But I was already pissed that he was on the floor in this situation in the first place because I really did not want <laughs> the starters all in the game. It was the fourth quarter, six minutes left. The Nuggets are up by like 16 points. Yeah, it wasn't, they had their biggest lead at 33. So, yes, it wasn't so comfortable, I suppose. But Malone has really got to get over this issue of like, oh my God, I can't trust anybody else to be out there but the starters. Like, I get it, man. Go to therapy. Talk about it in therapy. PTSD is real. And I get why it's stressful to not, like, to sit your starters. And, because I, like, I totally get it. Just a million, I totally get it. But there have been so many situations that this team should not have been in, that their star should not have been in. Jamal Murray was on the floor in the fourth quarter of a game that they were going to lose to Golden State when he tore his ACL. Uh, Nicola against Phoenix, Um, that was already late in the game, too. He gets tossed in their last game of the season that they're clearly not winning. Like, he gets tossed. Um, There's just been a lot of situations like that where I just wish that Malone hadn't resorted to putting his starters back in. I wish he would trust not only his team, his players, his personnel, his coaches, his assistants, his staff, that he has done a good job with them, but also just, like, trust himself. Like, it's it, – it, I don't know. It's just starting to feel, like, sad to me to watch him, like, have so much anxiety. You're up 16, bro. 16. What are we doing putting the MVP back in this game? There were six minutes left. You keep telling me that with, with six minutes left, your second unit – can't hold off a 16 point lead if you don't trust your men to do that then why uh, i you got to come up with a different strategy cuz like this whole thing of anxiety and putting the stars back in the game at the very end he did it in San Antonio again um, even in that Pelicans game i don't think Jokic was prepared to come in for all that extra time and the he just does work He just does what he's supposed to do. He goes, finds a basket he likes, finds a move he likes, and he does it like four or five times in a row. And nobody stops him. He's incredible. But overworking him is just not not good for anybody. It's just not. It's not good for, it's not going to be good for the team, like in the long run, because you need them healthy. You need him healthy. You need Aaron Gordon healthy. And both of them have been asked to do far more than, they really should be being asked to do, you know. Like they're actually they're earning that check for sure for this team. So, um my last note on this game and kind of on this week was just about Devon Reed. I thought he was a really good player. He at one point, I believe at the end of the ha- first half, he was like a plus 22 tonight, then ends the game a plus 7. Um he was on the floor with a lot of that second unit time. He Was on the floor for those final six minutes with uh, the players who were left over. By the way, Marcus Howard, five fouls. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I guess be aggressive when the team is healthy and you're getting garbage time minutes. Be aggressive as you want. But, like, you were one of a few bodies available tonight. Be smarter about that. Come on. Five fouls. He played 11 minutes. Five fouls. In 11 minutes. Um, and, uh, but Devon Reed, I thought he played really well. I thought he played very smart. I thought he played really good defense. Um, he is at his final day of the 10-day contract. I thought it was really cool that he got to start for this team on his final day of his final contract with the Nuggets. Um, and I, I think that's cool that Malone did that. I think it showcases uh, Devon for other teams as well. Um, and potentially for the Nuggets, who <laughs> clearly need bodies. There were not that many people available tonight. Lots of guys out. I thought, um, Blacko played pretty good. Uh, DNP on Bull Bull, which I thought Malone was going to put Bull, Bull in this game at some point because the crowd asked for him and because, um, they were up by 33. <laughs> so, I'm really glad that he didn't. I don't think he would have set Bull up for much success, so I I appreciate that. But I do I do feel like this season Malone has really bent to like the fans. Whatever their requests, I suppose, of their chants or demands of Bull 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 Bull. We want Bull Bull. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy phenomenon, but. Crazier than people chanting for Bow Bowl has been the fact that Mike Malone has actually listened to those chants and put Bow Bow in games because that's just not something Mike does. You know how many games people chanted and cheered for MPJ and he shushed the crowd. He said, Shh, because if he hears you, he's not going to put me in the game. Um, and he's definitely given in this season with bull bull chance so i'm glad that he didn't put him in because i don't think bull has something to offer but i just think he adds to malone's stress and need to put the starters back in and i really need malone to get over that really really do here we go In this final segment, we're actually going to talk about what I think the Nuggets need for Christmas. (laughs) So heading into the holiday, into the Christmas season, well, it is the Christmas season, but heading into Christmas, Christmas, like the next week of actual days around Christmas Eve, you know, those days. The Nuggets take on the Timberwolves on Wednesday this week, then they go again back on the road. So, like I said in the first segment, the Nuggets don't have any more road trips that are longer than nine games. That was the longest. I think the next longest is like a six or five, five or six game road trip, but nothing like that again. So, the rest of their schedule is actually ranked fairly easy amongst NBA schedules, which could bode well for the Nuggets, you know? Um, it could mean that... They're set up well when their guys get healthy. And if they're not really in contention, maybe those guys get healthy next year. I don't know. So Minnesota on Wednesday. Then you have Atlanta on Friday. Brooklyn back to the East Coast. Atlanta, Brooklyn, and OKC leading into the holiday. So Atlanta on the 17th. Brooklyn on the 19th, that's Sunday. And then on the 22nd, next Wednesday, you get OKC, in OKC. And then Charlotte on the 23rd. So Christmas Eve Eve, you get the Hornets in town. The only game they're in town all year, so you know I'm going to be there. But man, Christmas Eve Eve, that's exactly how I wanted to spend it. Thank you, Santa. And then you have Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, nothing ridiculous, by the way. The MVP of your league, not playing on Christmas. When's the last time that happened? Yeah, I'll wait. Bunch of bullshit if you ask me, but probably Nicola's happy about it. He probably just wants to like stay home and play video games with his friends and family and hang out with his wife and baby. So he's probably stoked. It probably doesn't really bug him at all. Uh, the 26th, they're back on the road to L.A., to the Clippers, and then to Golden State. You know, those two games aren't going to be easy. And then Golden State in um, in Denver on the 30th. So now New Year's Eve Eve. Damn, this month is going to go by fast. But with the holiday spirit in mind and, um, you know next holiday that is coming up for for us Americans I suppose is christmas right the winter holiday and i think what the nuggets really need for christmas is health <laughs> Uh, every year I love to do a Nuggets Christmas, uh, episode where I give away gifts for Christmas and I come up with these creative reasons why so-and-so needs the Buzz Lightyear of the year or, um, whatever toy is cool, Tamagotchi. I know I saw somebody buy Tamagotchi this year. Um, I guess, I guess toys come back, you know, but an action figure, whatever. I come up with funny gifts that I think would represent... Something that each player would need as individuals, but I just think as a whole that this team needs their health. That's all they really want for Christmas is their health. Mike Malone wants a healthy staff, um, except for Jokic. You know, Jokic might want his health, you know, but he also would like to stop carrying the entire fucking team. He would like to start having being able to not have to do all of the work every day every game day. Um, and so a little support from his secondary staff, not that he's not getting any, to be honest with you, like Aaron Gordon's been playing really great. His last several games, he has been one of the best players on the floor and always, you know, the team always reminds, (laughs) reminds the media of how, you know, not everything that the player does X, Y, Z player does for them. Um, You know, it shows up on the box score. But Aaron Gordon's been averaging, you know, 30-some minutes a game, 16 points tonight, 16 points against the Spurs on Saturday, uh, 25 against the Spurs the day before that, the game before that. Um, He did have one dip against the Pelicans. He only had 10 points, and that was in an overtime game. So, you know, I think he left that game. At some point, um, and then 18 points against the Bulls. So since you know his last five games, he's he's been putting up big buckets. So I'm not saying that he's not getting any support, but more support, even more than that. <laughs> Ag, what you did tonight was pretty pretty good support, um, and he got some good support from Monte Morris too. But like Jeff Green, I'll just say he could do more could do a little more support zeke you know could do a little more support but i think overall the big theme for this team is just like health which is just crazy because two years ago the reason why we felt like the team had so much success in the bubble bubble was because of their health because of the fact that they had healthy guys who were able to play mpj um looked great in some of those series, and he, you know, was benched in other series, but they had available players to play and people to go to, and it's just, like, ever since that bubble run, which, you know, it was a long season. It became elongated because of the delay, um, or that time where we were doing COVID, you know, (laughs) quarantining, like, the whole world, Um, but it was a long season, and... I just think it took it all out of them, and then ever since then, it's just been losing one guy after the other, so health, health is what we want for this team for Christmas. I will do a New Year's Eve episode where we break down everyone's, um, or what what I think their new year's resolution should be um but i'll definitely have some guests on so that they can joke around with me and come up with a few too because even though i laugh at all of my own jokes i don't know if they get old for you guys (laughs) but i really appreciate everyone who's tuning in and listening every day to the chicken nuggets podcast um you can follow me and all the work that i do at vita viva diva on twitter instagram tiktok literally everywhere i've had a bunch of fun hosting Several events recently up at the Grand Z Casino and uh, Resort and Hotel in Central City. If you guys get a chance to make it up there, check out the Grand Z Casino. It's really fun. Um, I learned how to play craps with Champ Bailey. Uh, their sports book is very comfortable. They have like a bunch of different areas to sit you really could do like anything you could sit and eat and watch at like a high top table you could sit um like at, with a cinematic feel and like sit in some of the lower level seats and then look up at the big screen or you can sit in these different like couch pod areas that have s- still like giant screen tvs <laughs> um but they like have one or two tvs in those areas so you can watch like I like I was watching the game, the basketball game, and the fights, the UFC fights. So on Saturday, so it's been really fun. Check out the Grand Z. But if you can't get up to the casino to check it out, download um, Play Maverick Sportsbook, their new mobile sportsbook, the Play Maverick mobile sportsbook, and follow them at Bet Maverick Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they are constantly doing different giveaways and different ways to get earn, earn money or special deals on bets that they're doing, but lots of fun things up at the Grand Z in, in Central City, so check it out. And of course, download the app so that you can follow along with the lines and get the best lines. I post all of my bets. Um, that's not true. I try to post all of my bets, but, you know, life happens. So sometimes I don't get it done in time. But I try to post all of my bets for Nuggets games and for Broncos games and, of course, anything UFC. I won big on Juliana Peña. That was huge. I don't – you know, nobody wanted to believe me. I said it on on the radio even, and everyone laughed at me. But it's all right because I got the money – and they do not. So that was really fun. And, but yeah, I post all of my bets for Nuggets games tonight. Spencer Dinwiddie under 13 and a points. I believe he ended the game with nine points. So that hit. That was awesome. Um... And yeah, I've made, I hit big on Will Barton the other day. First bucket of the game, Will Barton. Aaron Gordon seems to get the first bucket of the game when Will Barton's not in the game. Um, And I think those hit pretty well. Those odds are really, really high usually. I think I hit Will Barton plus 900. So I made a good little chunk of money and I didn't have to bet that much. So you want to be following me at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, literally everywhere.